This is Cammy, And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 97. Community volunteers make all the difference. You bet. Social media is not a solo sport. Hey, let's talk about how to get a core of volunteers for your community. Yes, let's do that. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. One of the best kept secrets of a great community manager is that we are always on the lookout for people to volunteer in our community. We're going to break this out into two parts today. We're going to talk about the types of people who make great volunteers and talk about how to get them involved. So let's look at the different types of people that make great volunteers. I'll start with the first one, Cami. Look for people who stand out in their interactions in the group. How do they show their expertise? I am always looking at this, Kami. I know you do too. Yeah, it's so oh, totally. important yes. to look at the interactions. Everybody that has volunteered for me has always been through seeing them interact in my communities. Now, we all know you can't be an expert in everything. So it's always a good idea to get a feel for who in your community could answer questions about specific topics. And then you can tag them when a question comes up which highlights them, which is always awesome, and gets your community the answers they need. Now, here's an example of this that happens to me pretty frequently. Ali Kelly, who works at Social Media Examiner, they have this amazing community called the Social Media Society. She is great about tagging me in their Facebook group whenever a question comes up about Twitter. So they're kind of giving me the spotlight, which is awesome. And they know that that's my zone of genius, my area of expertise. So they know that I can answer the question for them. And I always make a point that when she tags me, I come in quickly, I answer, I impress everyone and just try to be helpful. And it works. And I do want to mention that, you know, Kimmy and I are excited to tell you guys that Allie is going to be our guest in next week's episode. Number 98 is called Secrets to Building a Powerhouse Facebook Group. Don't miss it. It's going to rock. No, I'm really excited about that too. And I don't want to give any of it away because it's so exciting. But I do want to also add that um, social media examiner and also um, social media marketing world, they look for people who have been volunteers and they think of them as, you know, possible speakers for the future too. I mean, I've gotten that inside scoop from somebody over there. So I would say, you know, you, you want to do that. I think being a volunteer is also important. So for those of you who aren't really running communities, this is a good opportunity for you to perk up your ears as well and hear how you can get involved. Are you the expert on something. And if you are, you know, offering that expertise in the in the community is really smart. But if you're not an expert, it's there's still a place for you. And we have a second kind of person that we look for. And that is someone who encourages and serves others in your group. And these are really, really important too. I know 
Malin, you have a couple of those that are in your Twitter Smarter Chat, which they introduce everybody that comes in or they talk to them and they they invite them in and they say, hey, you know, we're glad to see you here. I mean, you, they make you feel welcome, I guess this is what I'm trying to always. say. Always. They really do. And that's really important to me. You know, when I run a community, I always want people coming in to feel welcome, to feel good. So at the beginning of my chat, I've got to have a welcoming committee. So I, I formed this greeter group years back and it's a wonderful volunteer group of people. It's awesome. Yeah. And so these volunteers, they encourage people they stand out because they serve others in your group by welcoming them like they do in Twitter Smarter. And they connect with them. And for example, I think that another good example of this is Kyle Hetrick, who we just had on on the last episode, episode 96. And he talked about what he does for our group, which is Communities That Convert. And by the way, we do want you in our community and we'll tell you at the end how to join up. But Kyle will be there to welcome you generally. And he is awesome with that. And the other thing that he does really well is he also follows up with people and asks them like, how have you progressed on that thing that you were working on a couple of months ago? I've seen him do it. It's really, really powerful when you have somebody that is caring for other people in your community and not just one, but if you can have several of these, it would be great. Yeah. And it's awesome when, when you notice these people, usually they're just being a super fan. You know, they mm-hmm. love what you're doing and they want to help others. And what better way than to just, you know, be of service, be a great helper. And so it it always pays off to be a giver and a helper in a community. It, it, I feel like it pays dividends, even when you're not specifically doing this like, oh, notice me, notice me, just doing it just out of the kindness of your heart. It's always a good yeah. thing. And I still do the same thing. I mean, whenever I come into a community, I was at a conference at Social Media Day here in Houston yesterday. And I was supposed to be on a panel, but at the last minute, we lost our moderator and they came to me and said, Hey, could you be the moderator right now? And I always would say yes to something like that with just open arms because it's an opportunity for me to serve the community. And that's really important. So no, you can never get too big for this, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. You know, you just can't. You've got to like yeah. be open to giving whatever it's needed. And I, that's the other thing I love about Social Media Examiner too. And we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. But they have really powerhouse people that are the experts in their community that are giving their advice for free. I mean, it's it's pretty powerful. So once you find these people that you want to ask to your community, we have four ways to get them involved and manage expectations because you need to do both of those things when you have a volunteer organization. So Madeline, you want to take the first one there? Yeah, let's talk about the first one. So reach out to individuals about a specific role. Define the role you want to be covered and sketch out what's in it for them. Now, I do this with my Twitter Smarter Chat. I'm always very clear about their involvement and how it can benefit the community. So you definitely want to spend time just putting this out that may, so it makes sense they understand what exactly they're doing. Because if you don't give out a specific role, then the volunteer may not doing the, be doing the things you want them to do. And so communication is always important. Yeah. And and not even not doing what you want them to do, but not knowing what they're supposed to do and just kind of wondering. And so they may do nothing or whatever. So having those expectations in writing where everybody understands them, I think it's super important. It's a great tip. The second one that we have is to create a small community within a community. And that's of your volunteer coordinators. So in Texas Travel Talk, which is one of my um, communities, we have an advisory committee who helps us make decisions and creates buy-in from the group. So we meet with this advisory committee, you know, once or twice a year and we talk about, you know, what the different things, the expectations for the group are going to be. We run things by them, we send them emails, we talk on the back channels of Facebook a lot and Messenger, just sharing information. 
And what that does is it creates buy-in within the community. And by the way, our community all voted on who those people would be. That's the way we set it up. You don't have to do that. But that's what we did because this is a much smaller group. And we do a lot of paid activations with them. They're influencers. So we wanted to make sure that they had massive buy-in to what we're doing so that they don't see us as just another agency that's sending them out to do something that they see themselves as a true community. Right. The next one is uh, make sure to call out your volunteers and give them public recognition often. Mm, so So important to do. And you can do tweets, you can post in the group, link to them, interview them. There's a lot of different things you can do. Now, what I do each week in my Twitter Smarter Chat, I always make a point to tweet a thank you and express my gratitude for my volunteers' time and involvement in the community. That's very important to me. I want to make sure they know without a doubt how much they're appreciated. It's always smart to do. And it makes them feel good. And it just, it's like you keep this circle going, right? You know, they're volunteering, they're helping out. I show appreciation. It makes them feel good. They want to keep doing it. It's just, it's awesome. And also, it just shows you don't take them for granted. You know, it right. really does. I mean, and I've, I've seen you do that. It's a great thing to do. And it's simple. I mean, then you may think they may get tired of it because, you know, they're they getting the same thank you every, but that nobody ever gets tired of being thanked for their service. I mean, they may not, you know, react to it the same way they reacted to it the first time, but they see it and they kind of expect it and they know that you care. And I think that's really the most important part. Absolutely. So our last tip is to consider a paid position. Once you have some revenue, of course, and you can offer the position to your volunteer coordinators, you may want to look at the ones that are serving you now first if they are a good fit. You know, like if somebody's doing a great job and you see them and you say, hey, they would be a good paid coordinator, that's great. Uh, we definitely did this with Texas Travel Talk as well. Tracy Shannon, who is awesome. Hey, Tracy. She was a longtime member and volunteer of the community. And when we needed more help, we hired her to be our official community manager. And she's just been amazing in that role. And it's really freed both Fran and I up to be able to do some of the other things that we have to do, like going out and getting activations for them to do. <laughs> that takes a lot of time. So we're really, really grateful for Tracy. But yeah, I mean, you know, we wanted to get to paid as quickly as we could. And there's other people in the community, though, that still are volunteers. So I'm just saying, you know, you, you have a gambit of people that you can use there, but don't ever be afraid to pay somebody a little bit for their time because it is a lot of time sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's so great looking at your pool of volunteers when it comes to having hired help, whether it's for your community, your business, your brand, whatever it is. I, as you know, I've talked about this before. I have a new integrator from my Madeline Sklar brand and I, you know, hired Darcy. She's awesome. But I first knew of her through my chat, my Twitter Smarter Chat. And then over time, being so immersed into it as she was, she became one of my volunteer greeters. So she was one of my volunteers. And then she took one of my courses last year, my video rockstar course. It just felt like a natural progression to like, hey, looking for somebody to hire, let me look at my volunteers because I already know them. I work with them and they could be a good fit. And she ended up being a good fit for that position. So you just never know where volunteering will lead. No, you really don't. And it could lead to a paid gig. Um, and I think that's really important to understand and know because it, it can. So, yep. And now we're, we're keeping this episode kind of short and sweet. You know, it's good information. We're packing it in today and we're already time to tell you our call to action for this episode. What Kimmy and I want you to do is make a list of three to five community members that you think have special expertise or are great at encouraging others 
and reach out to them, set up a call and chat with them about volunteering. Uh, It's so easy to do. Yeah, it truly is. And by the way, if you don't have a community that's built yet, that's fine too. Because what I'd want you to do as well is to think about a community that you're in right now that you think that you would be interested in being a volunteer. That would be the other side of this. If you're somebody who doesn't have a community, definitely um, think about who you would like to be a volunteer for and reach out to them and offer your services in that way. Or just show up, just start showing up and doing the job. I mean, that's sort of how Kyle Hetrick got the job. He started yes. just he just doing started, the job. Yeah. Started chatting and greeting people in the Facebook group. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and if you're doing everything yourself, if you have a community or have some kind of business, you're doing everything yourself, it never hurts to ask for help. You'd be surprised at how many people want to help and they want to volunteer. Sometimes you have to be the one to open that door. Yeah, definitely. Cause people want to feel like they have a reason to be somewhere. And by the way, if they're volunteers, that gives them a reason to show up on a regular basis. And the more people that are showing up, the more active the group gets, the more engaged you get. And so that's really exciting. Oh, I also want to say one more thing. It's sort of a bonus, Madeline. I didn't even tell you I was going to do this. Oh, dear. Um, This is off (laughs) script. We're going off road here, guys, right? Because we have a few seconds here, more than usual. So I was reading some information about the changes that are going to happen in groups in Facebook in the next year or so. And one of the things they talked about is that eventually Facebook, I think, would like to separate your regular Facebook group notifications from your other notifications. So there, it may come a day where there's going to be a special, you know, notification area just for Facebook groups. And so they're going to be putting groups front and center over the next year or so. So remember that right now is a really great time to start building your community. So if you haven't started building a community, Think about doing that now, especially if you're thinking about doing it in Facebook, because Facebook is really going all in on that. They just had their meeting and they and they were very clear that groups are the future for Facebook. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm so excited that they're going down that path because groups, I think, has been one of the best things about Facebook. It's such a great way to bring a community together, whether you're the one leading the community or you're the one involved in it. So I'm super excited to see where this road's going to take us down down the path here. It's going to be cool. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you next week when we bring you Allie from Social Media Examiner. So come back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's sweet spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.